there, Rollers. If you're a big honkin' nerd like Brandon and myself, you might enjoy our super originally named TTRPG news and discussion podcast, The Goblins and Growlers Podcast. We talk about everything from what's happening in the world of Dungeons and Dragons to indie tabletop games, old modules, and even tabletop RPG-adjacent merch like the Dark Tower board game remake. If that sounds like your bag of dice, come check us out on the Goblins and Growlers podcast over at bit.ly slash goblinsgrowlerspodcast. That's all lowercase, bit.ly slash goblinsgrowlerspodcast. Come nerd out with us. Johannes wanted to go do Not things with cool people. Yeah, well, you know what? Johannes, I think, um, <clears throat> saw this uh, small man squeeze himself out of the uh, dumbwaiter. <laughs> and <laughs> was like, wow, this guy seems uh, interesting. So you're going to hang out and talk to, uh, what was it, dumbwaiter Mo? <laughs> dumbwaiter Joe. No. Dumbwaiter Joe. Immediately when he uh, got out, he then... Whispered something like, "That's how you do it up the up the dumbwaiter shaft," and then um, and then he like got reduced to a puddle of butter and drained down the drain in the uh, kitchen. That's mm. horrifying. I mean, it happens. It's magical world. Now he's dumb yeah. butter so, Joe. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so Johannes uh, probably just wandered away from that situation. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Cryer Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. Now I'm going to pass this on to my new friend here. Go on, you got it. Very well. Last time. It all began with a zone of truth in the kitchen. Although some were able to survive past it. Or, I guess not survive. They, uh, passed their saves. Uh, these notes are very strange. But, Boat made his way sneaking around the mansion. Through escapades with Dumbwaiter Joe, a bathroom full of powder, and a sudden outfit change. I wonder what could be in store for us this time. How was that? Oh, uh, as always, uh, take, take care. Solonar. What are you doing and where are you right now? So after uh, feeling vaguely threatened and not getting any information out of this blue dragon priest, Solonar decided to make his way over towards the, uh, the guards guarding the hallway to the treasure room. Because he's already on the second floor. All right. You're going to be moseying. Bo, what are you doing? Um, I think you mean renowned detective Jazz Tamarind. What are you doing? So I step out of the powder room. Are the uh, party goers to my left, one of whom is a centaur, still um, 
chatting in their secretive tones. They're not chatting in secretive tones. They're talking with a couple of folks about how they know cooler parties. Okay. Um, but yes, I mean, in, in, you know, just in case you wanted to illustrate that for us at all. No, that's fine. I'm just uh, I'm just getting the facts. Just getting the facts. Um, so you're a centaur, right? <laughs> it's called. Yeah, no, this is canon now. Nelson Moses is there. <laughs> it's called an abesion. So is is the dumbwaiter closed? It is now. OK, I just I didn't know if dumbwaiter Joe had summoned it back again. Dumbwaiter Joe came as quickly as he had left and left as quickly as he came. Where did you come from? Much like- Where did you go? Where did you come from? Dumbwaiter <laughs> Dumb Joe. <waiter> Joe. <laughs> Just like petals on the wind. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Dumbwaiter Joe, I think I'd been married a long time ago. <laughs> do I what, what else do I see up here as I look up and down the hallway? So as you look up and down the hallway, you're going to see Basically, just like one long stretch. Um, stretch we- Armstrong. Hello, it's me. You're going to see nope, one long. Never mind. Stretch. I'm not in this. <laughs> Bye. Some one long stretch. <laughs> uh, the shorter route leading you to the treasure room that you remember being described. Mm-hmm. There is a well lit crescent moon shaped balcony that oversees the entirety of the grand hall with a couple of different doors that lead to outside balconies if you go straight across there is another hallway that stretches out and you're not entirely sure to where it goes i'm going to avoid the treasure room because i don't want to seem suspicious and i'm going to walk out toward the other side Okay. What do I see as I walk that way? Stormhoof, finish chewing your canapes and answer the man. What do you call a horse's <laughs> a horse's adventure on the internet? I don't know. Um, e- I'm excited. Equestrian. Yeah, going uh, back to so the story. So you're going to walk out to this, over- <laughs> this this balcony that oversees the entirety of the Grand Hall. You're going to see two guards posted at the entrance of each hallway, as well as the entrance to each of the balconies. You're going to see a beautiful, large chandelier filled with candles overhanging in the empty space that the balcony does not cover. All right, so there's guards up here is what you're telling me. They're a bunch of them. They're also partygoers, but okay. The so the guards were not little. preventing partygoers from coming up here. No, they were not. Okay. You buttered yourself up for nothing. It's fine. Now nobody will. Uh, fewer people will question how a detective has suddenly appeared because he was just upstairs the whole time. And he smells suspiciously of butter. It's my cologne and, and onions. I haven't put on the lotion yet. He hasn't used the lotion. He just has We'll wait for my elbows to get all ashy or something, and then I'll use the onion lotion on that. He just stole the lotion. He didn't do anything with it. Yeah. But yeah, the butter, I'm going to tell people the butter is my cologne. But uh, I walk up to one of the guards, uh, take my pipe out of my mouth, and uh, just like, I say, my good man, is there uh, any fun going on up here? I don't know what you mean, sir. Oh, you do. You know what I mean. You know, you come to a party like this, you're bound to have a hookup or two. Uh, any, uh, anybody getting up to anything up here that you're aware of? 
I'm on duty, sir. I haven't noticed anything amiss. All right. All right. What about those two down there? Which ones? The uh, quadruped and the man with antlers? Exactly. Uh, I'm not sure. They apparently were invited last minute. Some kind of uh, fey party goers. Uh, Awfully strange fellows, if you ask me. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. As you say, sir. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'm going to continue to wander. You don't know if there are any uh, uh, hors d'oeuvres or snacks up here, do you? I believe they're all downstairs. Okay, I saw a waiter come up here. He must have he must have disappeared. There's a shady looking one that I saw walking around with some canapes. Okay, okay. I'm going to wander uh, down the opposite hallway a little bit. As you wander down the opposite hallway, you're able to get like a little ways in and you see like there's a sitting room with people talking. Uh, but you can't go any further as there are two guards that have crossed their spears in front of you. Mm-hmm. I, I say, good men, uh, is this sitting room fair game? The sitting room's fine, sir, but you cannot go past here. This is the Lord's private quarters Under- past this point. Understood, understood. I don't want to run afoul of any regulations. I'll just go in here. Yeah, bruv, back it up, back it up. <laughs> I said I'll just go in here and relax with the other uh, partygoers for a little bit, swap some stories. Thank you for your guidance. So as you uh, wander in, you see standing in the center of the sitting room and telling an animated story to a group of elated and excited partygoers is Johannes. He seems to be quite the life of the party mm-hmm. and the partygoers are just sort of eating up his stories. And that's the time when I said, oh, Snuffles, you beautiful beast. You built for yourself quite the leaning tower of Pisa. And by Pisa, I mean the flesh of humans. <laughs> Just Why did you, you say humans like that? He's Ferengi or something. Humans. But lo and behold, as Bear had Bear had been slain by the child who he had brought to the island because of the training of one, the only gravy boat bonds. We were able to use the baskin to stay warm for that night until we were teleported off the island by traveling through a miniature dollhouse into where else but the capital of Alaria, Telair. Is Johannes channeling Christopher Walken? Did, did you mess that up on purpose, or do you not remember the capital of Alaria? Thank you, guest. I don't remember the capital of Alaria, but it's it's Marine. Marine. And when yes, we okay. landed in Marine, we got into a very fierce argument over the zoning rights of an invisible ghost house that <laughs> once belonged maybe to a vegetable vendor. Who really knows? Uh, so all of the guests are going to do that polite, like affirmative golf clap that rich people oh, can yes, do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is how, oh, yeah. as you asked, I won my first jousting tournament. I haven't gotten into that part of the story yet, but this really was the real meat of the meat of the gist. Yes, it is impossible to say what the zoning laws would be in a city as Did everyone get an invitation to this bizarre party? Bizarre and distant as Marine. Who is to say what sort of laws may exist in such a place? NPC stands for new party characters. Now. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all here for the party. Let's. Uh, I have other stories too, but I find myself to be quite parched, and I wish to partake in the little pieces of pineapple that are over here in the corner. Is Johannes trying to sound like Christopher Walken? 
<laughs> or is that just happening? I think that's just happening. Giannis goes and grabs some pineapple. And he's like, ooh, oh, these are so spiky sometimes, but right now, oh, delicious. Careful, friend. They are acidic. Oh, I noticed immediately. Why is Beetlejuice at this party? It's, everybody's at the party. Why, why are you questioning people at this party? <laughs> person here. who corrected me, fortunately, about my lack of geography knowledge. I mean, I understand. I, too, am bad at geography. But I just don't understand how such a ragtag group of folks have come to this year's soiree. Well, look, Emberlin says go somewhere, I go somewhere. All right, I learned that a long time ago. Alucard's just looking left and right shiftily I mean, and drinking slowly out of a goblet. Uh, Boat, you uh, heard that? Do I have to roll for reaction or something? Because Boat didn't hear it. Jazz Tamarind heard it. <laughs> I'm. Oh my God! This is when Johannes turns around while he still has everybody's attention. Famous detective Jazz Tamarind, who has solved thousands of cases across all of the known continenti and even some of the unknown ones. Can I roll performance? Everyone politely claps excitedly. Can I roll performance? Please do. Yes, quite. Yes. Oh, this is fantastic. I rolled a 21. (laughs) Yes, yes, I I was trying to be incognito, my good folks. But uh, you've discovered me. I am indeed Jazz Tamarind, world famous detective. Uh, Come to this party to both enjoy myself and determine if anybody's up to anything. As you're talking the whole time, Johannes is across the room. Fortunately, everybody's probably looking at you, but Johannes is across the room doing these big, emphatic winks at you. (laughs) Roll stealth. (laughs) Yeah, roll stealth for your wink. I got a 18. Wow. Okay. He's doing the big, emphatic winks, and little sparkles are coming off every time he winks, but nobody's noticing it because they're so enamored with Jazz Tamron's performance. Yeah, he put some butter in those eyes to Uh stop it from making noise. And then Johannes is like, so kind of you, good sir, to take time off of your world-renowned detecting to be here with this, what is only could be called a ragtag group of people who shouldn't be here. (laughs) Uh, No, no, I never said they shouldn't be here. Sorry, who never was said to shouldn't be here. I've always found that the grungier and grimier the teller, the much more interesting the tale. <laughs> and immediately everybody goes silent. <laughs> <laughs> everybody just kind of like looks at everyone trying to decide who is the grungiest. Well, then one person there has is like a, a lizard person, like mm-hmm. a, a dragonborn, and they're like, the tale. And they're like, <laughs> uh-huh. Xerxes... Bursts into Uh, the room and is like, did I hear that Jazz Tamarind is here? Stormhoof, come meet Jazz Tamarind. Oh, I'm, I must confess (laughs) that I'm quite uncertain how my fame could have possibly preceded me in this situation, but I nonetheless accept the reality of it. In the Feywild, we've collected multiple of your detective adventures into short novels. They're quite wonderful. Oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> Adventures, you say? <laughs> Written by someone about me. 
Yes. You know how they say that like things manifest in the Feywild? <laughs> that that's just what happened. It's fine. Jazz Tamarind is, is as real as Poirot in the Feywild. Hercule Tamarind. <laughs> mm. Hercule mm. Tamarind. Ag- Jazz Agatha. Jazz Agatha! Jazz Agatha Christie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we're, ve- we're quickly getting into like, a- like actual band names. <laughs> <laughs> Jagatha Agatha. Um, Oh, yes. Well, I'd I'd better get back downstairs. I just thought I'd pop up here and see if there was anything happening. But I'll let you all get back to your rousing storytelling. You're going to leave without telling us one of your own? Uh, What's what's that? You want me to tell a story about a mystery that I solved? Oh, yeah, that's your adventure. I mean, (laughs) oh, yes, please. If you've got the time, certainly. Oh, okay. well, I'll. I'll tell you a quick one, a little mystery minute, if you will. So, one day, I was staying at this hotel, and there was a murder. And whoa! Naturally, naturally, I'm called in to determine the cause of the murder and perhaps find a suspect. And uh, I did some investigation. I I looked. It appeared as though the victim died of natural causes, but I wasn't quite so sure. (laughs) So I uh, got out my magnifying glass. I used a candle with a blacklight filter, and I was able to uh, sort of scan the room. Hold on. You you had a candle with a blacklight filter? You just put Geography person, come on. This is the least surprising thing in this story. I just put a gel over it. It's very easy. They sell them at most crime lab stores. Also, Jazz Tamarind is known for weaving both the mechanical and the magical into his detective work. It's it's practically his signature thing. How do you not know he this? Also is, he's also really well known for black lights. <laughs> <laughs> Any party Jazz Tamarind goes to becomes a rave within an hour. Jazz Tamarind loves industrial goth. <laughs> 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 Which means that this party probably has 40 minutes. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, scan around the room with my black light. I uh, take some samples of the carpets and I run them through the gas stromatograph. And I determined that there are trace elements of oil. Chromatograph. This is a fantasy world, and we have our own special scientific instruments. Thank you, yes and. (laughs) (laughs) It's a chromatograph because the chromatic dragons invented it. No, it's a gastromatograph because it analyzes gases. No, actually, it analyzes food. It's a, that's where it comes from. It's a gastronomical stromatograph. Oh, God, I've been misreading it this entire time. <laughs> well, so, wasn't there egg I- on my face? Well, I'll tell you where there wasn't any egg. There was no egg in the carpets or on the blankets because I found no traces of food, which I thought was suspicious because normally killers are organic and they have to eat. So when I didn't find any traces of these things, immediately I set to work in my notebook making a word cloud to try to discover what some likely suspects could be. And then, Oh my god, he's so smart. And then I hit upon it. If there was no evidence of food... 
I thought it must be some sort of robot who did the job. And sure enough, after I thought of that, I looked down at the ground and I used my gas chromatograph and was able to find traces of oil and also a very large robotic footprint in the carpet. It was a very high pile shag, very easy to mat down, and the oil got mixed in and that really helped it out. So anyways, it turns out it was the, the robot who, who ran the front desk at the hotel. He got stiffed on a tip, came up uh, under the guise of room service, and then used a very, very small needle in his finger to inject poison into the victim and killed him. Oh, very good. Very good indeed. Wow. Impressive. I would never have guessed. And just think, if I would never have been able to figure this out if robots ate food. Yes, robots are the only thing that do not eat food. Oh, I, I say, friend, uh, what's, you, what's your story? Me? Well, mm -hmm. it all started many centuries ago. As uh, that continues, we're going to swing on over to Koza, who's interacting with the main antagonist of the story. Uh, yeah, just going to... His confidence. <laughs> oh. Oh. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Koza dies. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so Lord Aether Twine is going to be like, he's going to kind of like bow to everybody and then he's going to start moseying through the party to go make his speech. Whereas Emberlin kind of like looks you up and down and then looks over at Ilfiel. Have you made a new friend? Hi. Hi. Did you check him out before asking that question? I assure you that's not what that was. That's what it looked like. Uh. So... Uh, You're Ilfiel's new friend. Ilfiel's the best, isn't she? We're getting along so well. Are you now? Yeah. I'm thrilled to hear it. Oh, that's so good. You seem like... Ilfiel says you're really great, so I'm really excited to meet you. I'm so flattered. Truly. She's gonna kind of like look over at Ilfiel. And Ilfiel's just, like, having a great time and smiling and being like, my friends are all hanging out. She's going to kind of, like, look over at Gaswin and raise her eyebrows in the someone explain to me what the hell is going on. Gaswin does a sort of half shrug. Y you said she's holding, like, a package, right? She Yes, she is. Oh, my God. Are you such a good friend that you, you just got Ilfiel a gift? Ilfiel, I think Ilfiel has a gift for you. This is a gift for Ilfiel in a grander scale than this. Oh my god. Because oh, it tries to take Inverlin uh, to the side. What, what did you get her? What did you get her? I don't think you need to know, but thank you for your interest. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna know She's that. going to like walk over, back over to Ilfiel. So you got the thing? Yes, I did. We can leave whenever is convenient. I have no particular desire to stay here, unless they have more of those tiny finger sandwiches. Oh, you just missed a guy with champagne and canapes. I didn't grab anything but champagne, which is now gone. You didn't grab me a single finger sandwich? I mean, 
No. No, I did not. We'll talk about this later. We went that way if you're really so desperate. I don't get desperate. Anyway. She kind of, like, looks over at Koza. Could you excuse us a moment? Uh, uh, uh okay. Um, Thank wait, you. who, who, who needs to... Where, where should I go? Away. Um... Koza is, like, trying to walk around her because that's the way he's, like, facing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go that way. Oh, okay. Koza walks that way. So, uh, she's going to pull Ilfiel and Gaswin in closer so that she can talk to them. Uh, Koza, as you're walking, you will see Solinar, uh, with his tray and his butler uniform. Oh, hey, um, so, uh... Solinar. Could I interest, sir, in uh, some finger sandwiches, perhaps, that he might sober up? Do not even start reaching for that champagne flute. I see you eyeing them. <laughs> Can I do a sleight of hand roll? Versus his perception, sure. The game starts in PvP. It'll end in PvP. God, it's, uh, I, it's sat on a nat 20 for like a solid two seconds, just wiggling, and then shifted over to a 14. I got a 17. Kosa snatches the glass of champagne and downs <laughs> it and slams the, the flute upside down on the tray. Kosa's my kind of partier! This is most unbecoming, sir. You should eat some so, finger so sandwiches. So I just met Ilfield's new Ilfield's best friend. Solonar uh, looks over Koza's shoulder and is like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta move somewhere else like right now." Yeah, you should go over there too. Oh, absolutely not. Are you nervous? I mean, she is really intimidating, isn't she? Yes, that is the problem. And Solonar like immediately about turns and starts down the stairs. <laughs> Koza, are you following him or are you just hanging out? Koza is like looking back and forth trying to decide. As you are looking back and forth trying to decide, you hear the sound of someone uh, clinking a fork against a champagne flute. Everyone turns and looks up at Lord Aethertwine. During that, when everybody goes silent, we catch the very tail end of some type of vegetable story that's wrapping up, but everybody's gone silent, so you, you get it. And in that moment, I knew there could be but one future for Alucard, and that future was the most profitable vegetable vendor stall in all of Alaria. Polite applause. Woo! So you hear the ting, ting, ting. My friends, it's lovely to see all of your smiling faces here. I am so glad to see everyone with their new masks, their new costumes. It's a wonderful night, isn't it? If I recall correctly, you guys needed Kosa to do something for this heist. Does he remember what he needs to do? I think so. And does he have the capacity to do I it? I think so. Like, because that is very ingrained in his mind that he needs to do something when the speech starts. Um, but first he has to go say goodbye to Ilfiel. 
<laughs> so he's gonna go uh kind of uh with a, a bit of a, a uh, zigzagging walk uh try to walk back up to Ilfeel. so i'm gonna have you roll perception real quick sure that's a unnatural 20 as you walk right up you are going to hear emberlin whisper so it looks like we only need one or two more parts for it to be completed and as you arrive, Elfiel, 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 can I? Oh, hi! Yeah. Hi! I gotta go do something, but I wanna hang out later, okay? Okay, yeah! Anyway, um, and that's, he, uh, takes a little pinch of the, the spores as he's standing there and, like, stuffs it up his nose and goes, uh, <laughs> and then he goes, ah! Falls over dead. <laughs> As he casts uh, Bane Death. is going to let out a piercing scream throughout the entire party. Oh, we need that scream. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> so she's going to let out this piercing scream and everything in the party is going to just stop flat dead. And everyone is going to turn to see Koza collapsed on the ground. Johannes runs out of the side room. And he at the top of the stairs and he goes, oh, no, there's been a murder. Good news, everyone. We have renowned world renowned detective Jazz Tamarind here. I think I know that guy. Yeah, you do, because he has been he's known all over the world, including in the Feywild, where he has three published novels about his exploits. <laughs> The snapping begins uh-huh. as Jazz Tamarind comes onto the scene. Jazz Tamarind uh, hears his name called, and uh, he answers destiny and heads back out to the balcony and uh, starts to descend the stairs. All right. So you descend the stairs slowly. The room is silent. All eyes are on you. You take each step deliberately theatrically almost as your as your hand and mouth both find the pipe that you've stored in your pocket mm-hmm. at the same time <laughs> yeah you just kind of like weirdly lean <laughs> to your pocket your, your lips just like droop down just like <laughs> like an anteater yeah yes. <laughs> uh, what does the scene look like uh, when he gets down the stairs and turns to face everything as you get to the scene, Koza lies there, dead from apparent overdose. So much foam is coming out of my mouth. Uh, what? What's all this then? Uh, Ilfiel is crying. Emberlin looks really exasperated. Uh, Gaswin's excited, apparently, that there's been violence. Um, the rest of the partygoers are various effects of scared, horrified, concerned, bored, and vaguely interested and sort of like kind of grossly intrigued. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, everybody. Uh, keep keep calm. Keep calm. I know this is like a, a, a cart accident. You want to just sit around and watch what happens. I bend down and I put my fingers to his neck to try to test for a pulse. Uh, he's feigning death, so you do not find one. More okay. foam gets forced out of his mouth. Yeah, more foam. Some comes out of his nose. This man is dead. <laughs> Wonderful. Can we go now? 
Hang on, hang on. People don't usually just die. Uh, he snorted an immense amount of something up his nose and then immediately died. Case closed. Can we go now? Now, listen here, young lady. I need you to just stay right where you are while I investigate this situation. Uh, we can't... Nobody's allowed to leave. I'm putting this place on lockdown. This is ridiculous. And then he, he snaps his fingers and looks at the guards. And like, All of the guards begin in awe of the great jazz tamarind being in their presence to scatter and run in front of all of the doors, blocking them with their spears. They're talking to each other as they go, like, did you hear he solved that robot murder case? <laughs> yeah, it had, it came all down to the to the oil on the they floor, right? They don't eat food. <laughs> I know. This, I, I mean, I didn't know that, but I, once I read it, yeah. You own I mean, one of the books. It all just makes sense. <laughs> well, you see, me mom, it, uh, anyways. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not important. Right. Lock this door. <laughs> All right, I need somebody to get me some sort of stretcher. We need to get this man on the slab in the kitchen so I can do a quick autopsy. Oh, I've got a stretcher already prepared. All Ramon right. Runs down with the stretcher. Let's let's get our friend on the butcher block in there. All right, you're going to load up uh, Koza when one gentleman steps forward. Uh, he appears to be an elven gentleman, and he straightens his tie. If I may, sir, I am a doctor. I would be happy to assist. Sure, let's get him in. Let's get him in the kitchen. We can see what we can do. We run him to oh. the kitchen. We woo, we woo. Everybody, get out of the way. You we woo him to the kitchen and lay him out on a stone island in the center of it. Who who else is in the kitchen with me? Uh, the doctor and Johannes. Oh, right. and that one that one uh, servant who we've paid off multiple and times. And the one servant who is yeah. roughly done, almost peeling her mountain of potatoes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so tell me, sir, what are you a doctor of? Uh, I'm actually, I specialize in uh, preparation of bodies for necromancy. I see. I see. <laughs> uh, where'd you go to school for that? Marine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Question to my, oh, wait one second. I need, I have a question that I need to ask my God. Just one second. This is important. <laughs> And then Johannes goes and he kneels down in the corner and then he takes out a little bit of um, uh, foundation powder and he kind of puts some on and he goes, oh, great soon. How do you feel about necromancy? You feel in your heart and in the clearing of your pores. You don't really have an opinion on necromancy, provided that it does not disrupt the beauty of of anything. Mm. If the body is kept clean and neat and aesthetically pleasing, there's nothing wrong with it. But if the body is filled with rot and decay and blood and anything that is gross and unesthetic, hey, that's when it goes against the teachings of Soon. Soon, you have been spoke bespoken, and I am more beautiful for it. Thank you. You feel uh, a small amount of dry skin on your chin. Uh, clear up. Oh, been trying to get that patch for a while. We should talk more often, but for now, I have a uh, necromancer to confront. Excuse me, doctor? Uh, yes, sir. Doctor? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, doctor. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I was, well, here's, well, when you do preparation of bodies for necromancy, what do you do? 
Well, uh, one of the things that I primarily do is I will remove any immediate organs that we could use for another purpose. While this is going um, on, Jess, Hammer and Sneak is gonna like casually walk around behind the doctor. So uh, one of the other things is any time that you're using a scalpel to remove somebody's gizzard, right. because that is going to be very common in mm -hmm. things like Aarakocra or lizard folk, right. um, that can actually have several uses mm. for magical components, especially for a skittled alchemist. <laughs> and uh, Jazz Tamarin knocks the doctor over the head. As Whoopap is shown in the like big <laughs> yeah. uh, comic book letters across the kitchen. Yeah, Whoopap might be one of my favorite uh, comic book onomatopoeias we could have used. It's yeah, my, that's my favorite Cardi B song. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopap. Yeah, you're... Whoopap. <laughs> then, you just then you just see Ben Shapiro read out the lyrics. God. Smack a man on the head, that's a We should have a button that has somebody... Uh, <laughs> Whoopap next to it. <laughs> All right, moving right along. No. So uh, the doctor slumps to the floor face first and you hear a loud cracking sound. Okay. Doctor. Um, doctor. What was the plan to wake Koza up so he could turn into a ferret? I don't know. What was the plan? Um, oh, man. Is this the time? Wait, I got it. And then Johannes uh, takes out the um, he takes out the bottle of alcohol in his pocket. Uh, with a with a and he's with a rag in it, and he lights it on fire and throws it against the wall. <laughs> All right, so you're in a kitchen that's actually. I was going to say that the kitchen was covered in tile, but uh, this roll says it's not. The kitchen is covered in wood. So as you throw this Molotov cocktail, you hear a whoop as the grease that has soaked into the boards from years and years and years of use. Uh, lights up like tinder. Be honest, be honest. After he's like, I did it. Now they'll never know that he escaped. Swipe left on that. <laughs> um, boats. So now oh, the kitchen's boy. on fire. Oh, oh, wait one second. Here you go. And Can you guys get through a single goddamn mission without lighting where you are on fire? No. This is the plan. Uh, first off, and second off, Here's your five gold pieces to stay quiet, potato cutting lady. You're doing a good job. The potato lady is going to take the gold, look at the fire, sigh, take off her apron, hang it up, and just leave. Mm -hmm. While this is you out. while this is going on, boat is casting uh, unseen servant and instructing the servant to open the grate, go down into the sewer, and get the rat costume. <laughs> The Unseen Servant will go and do so, though you cannot see him do it. Okay, but he comes back? Eventually, yeah, okay. but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the fire is spreading! Okay. <laughs> and Koza is still comatose. He's Koza-toast. That's oh, wait, what I'm wait. about to be. Um, uh, Johannes, Johannes walks up to Koza and he's like, oh man, how do I do? Maybe like this. And he just throws some water on him. Nope, didn't work. Okay, but we got to figure out how we're supposed to yeah. wake up Koza. I'm going to throw this doctor down the well. I have, I have a question. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> he's not dead. You're going to, you? have you not seen Sweeney Todd? That's how one of the characters dies. I haven't seen Sweeney Todd. I, throw, I take him to the grate and I put him down inside the sewer. 
You put him down or you drop him down. How how much does the rat costume weigh? Um, probably 15 pounds, all told with the fluff. Okay. Could we say that the unseen servant could interact with that item by wearing it? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Invisible rat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after I've thrown the necromancer down, an invisible rat <laughs> comes walking no, up. No, it's not an invisible rat. It is just a giant rat that doesn't appear to have anyone inside it. Boat. <laughs> the necromancer. It's Charles Entertainment Cheese. Come to make the life Charles of the party. So I send the uh, the unseen servant out into the main party room, uh, and I scream, "The rat started the fire! The rat jumped out from the sewer and started the fire! We need an ambulance!" <laughs> so the unseen servant in the rat costume is going to begin running around in aimless circles. Yes. Oh. In the rat costume, scattering in fear the nobles in attendance of this party. He's going to do it for an hour. Johannes is is like (laughs) slapping Koza at this point. He's like, come on, Koza. Koza, how does feign death work? How does somebody get you out of it? You got to pull through. It's either, no, it's either the duration or until the person who cast it dismisses it, which would be me, which I can't do because... I'm dead <laughs> for all appearances. One hour. Okay, so it'll last about as long. So you'll wake up right before the rat man disappears. <laughs> so Johannes, Johannes, after slapping him enough times, he's like, "But I don't, I don't think he's coming to. I got, we got to put him in a backpack." Could I manipulate Coz's lips to say dismiss? I, no. I think that would count. Yeah. Normally, magic needs specific intention. Jazz Tamron is grabbing Koza's lips, being like, "Dismiss, dismiss." All right, let's uh, shove let's shove Koza in the dumbwaiter and send him upstairs <laughs> to the cup. Oh wow, it's very well buttered. Can it's a very well oh buttered. God. wait, I don't know. Oh god, I have to have. Here we go. A match. <laughs> Bye, Koza. We'll see you up there. I'm sorry, did you just throw a lit match in into the dumbwaiter covered in rendered fat it's with only, a comatose coza? No, it's, it's, the, the, it's the way that it's, it works. It's the only way it goes up. One of you could go in there with him instead of throwing... In a three him. by three? Johannes could do it. Okay, I'm going Johannes in. Johannes is a halfling. I'm in, I'm in here with the Ozed. We got a match. Cool. Wait, because otherwise you're literally just going to bake cozy. I like the idea that it runs on a match. That makes me believe that there's a balloon above it and we have to (laughs) do hot air to get it to rise. But do you have the Tic Tacs? Yes. Hashtag not I'm just hammering. Yes. Oh, sorry. Jazz Tamarin, can I get some Tic Tacs, please? Uh, Who are you doing this lie for? No one's in there but you guys. I really commit to the part. I'm a... (laughs) <laughs> I'm a real method Thank actor. Thank you, method actor. Thank you, Jazz. We'll see you up there. Quizooch. Yeah. Which happens in comic book letters that go across the kitchen. <laughs> so as you quizooch uh, and get make your way up in the dumbwaiter, uh, Jazz Tamarind, you are now in this kitchen that is increasingly uh, submitting to the flames. Now, before we start panicking here, I have a question because wasn't the plan 
for Koza to distract people and then us to get him out into the kitchen so he could turn into a ferret and go steal the cup. I think you all were supposed to distract. I don't think it was me who was stealing. No. The way that it was supposed to work was that you guys were going to create this distraction and then take Koza to the bedroom. Yep. While Solinar went and snuck for the cup. All right. Meanwhile, Solinar's the road. Jazz Tamarind runs out of the kitchen. Uh, like, <laughs> runs around the rat man. It's like, all right, everybody. I want everybody to calm down. We've got uh, a couple of things going on here. First of all, there's this giant sewer rat that's running around in circles. <laughs> Secondly, the kitchen's on fire. Third, the- thing number one is you might have noticed there is a six foot tall rat running around through this fancy gala. The scene. Thing number two, as you also might have noticed, the building is now ablaze. Thing number three, uh, that necromancer killed the man. And there's a murder on the loose. We have we have used the dumbwaiter to send our uh, the dead body upstairs to get it looked at. We realized the kitchen wasn't the optimal spot for this. I'm going to take the stairs and run up there while we wait for the ambulance and the firemen to come and take care of the situation. We're, we're really quick in this pause between the insanities. Uh, is it possible that Solonar could have snuck away during any I was about to pan to Solonar oh, to see what he was doing. So. On top of that, I do want to say unseen servants are generally fully shapeless, so I don't know if this the rat is just a balloon. It just, it's like, flops around yeah. in this amorphous blob. I like that even better. It's so good. <laughs> Meanwhile, Solonar, are you standing there at a pressure plate, like, holding a bag, being like... <sighs> so... All right, Solinar, what you what are you doing as soon as Koza uh, dies? So Solinar followed this plan to the T. Uh, at the point that he hears the tink, tink, tink of the glass for the speech, he goes back to the kitchen, very calmly places the remaining remainder of his canapes and champagne flutes on the uh, tray by the door, and then goes out one of the doors towards the gardens. And then slips by. I guess I probably have to roll stealth for slipping by anyway. Actually, is there anyone out in the gardens, like guards-wise? Uh, yes, there there are a couple of guards, and there are a few um partygoers that have kind of stepped out for some air. Okay. I don't think Solonar would try to sneak past the guards because they're like posted on both sides of the door. It'd be kind of tough to like wander out between them completely unnoticed. So I think what Solonar does instead is he walks out. uh, He pulls a little pouch that almost looks like uh, smokes from his uh, waiter's outfit and then kind of kind of nods at the guards and walks towards the uh, the garden's south of the building good call uh i'm gonna have you real quick roll for deception so what if i rolled a one right now uh so as you uh you know do the thing where you're tapping uh the box on your hand the box actually breaks through and your lock picks which were what were hidden in the box all slide out and clink and clatter to the floor the guards look and oddly, one of them is able to identify what those are, points and goes, stop, and begins st- running after you. Solonar 
for just like that brief instant while everyone's staring at the lockpicks clattering onto the ground is like, uh, how'd those get in there? And then at the point that the guard yells yeah, the- stop, he's like, yeah, I don't think so. And he immediately, I guess instead of going south of the building, he is going to run west. He's going to run as fast as he can west. So we're talking uh, dash action. We're talking full movement. Okay, yeah, no. Solonar is able to easily outpace the guard. The where are you going? So my understanding of the map of the grounds is that the gardens extend both west and south of the building. They do indeed. So Solonar is going to get a decent lead on the guards and then he's going to immediately cut into the gardens um, and try to kind of a, a wide loop back because he knows he has very little time to get up into the window so that he can climb in and get to the treasure room. Okay. How are you going to get up there? Solonar was going to do his usual thing, which is a little bit of climbing and a little bit of jumping and hanging off of things. All right, go ahead and roll. That's a 17. You're able to successfully and quietly climb up through the window. You find yourself in the hallway. You hear chaos in the balcony in the uh, in the grand hall below Solonar kind of arches an eyebrow but that was kind of the plan was to have a distraction so he moves quickly not as much quietly to the treasure room immediately all right so you run to the treasure room and oddly enough the cup is there it looks like however uh, whatever mechanism was put on it wasn't quite affixed the whole way, as if it had been done quickly. Solonar would be, if I'm if I'm thinking planning, and we're talking about, like, before the fact, Solonar would be holding the drawing of the chalice, right? Yes. Okay, Solonar I will allow that. checks the drawing of the chalice against the cup in the case. It looks correct, despite the fact that there appears to be some, like, wine at the bottom of the cup you're seeing. Weird, but okay. Uh, Solonar goes to... So if the, if it's not quite properly affixed, then is it connected to its alarm mechanism? I guess I need to roll an investigation for that. 18. It doesn't look like the mechanism is hooked up. It looks like it was so, like, quickly placed on that it wasn't, like... The final affixing, the sealing, and the thing that would hook it up to the mechanism hasn't been armed. It hasn't been set up. You can essentially lift it off like you're taking a dome off a cake. Okay, Solonar wants to lift it off, take the cup, replace it with the dummy cup, and then place the, uh, place the fixture back on correctly. All right, wonderful. Uh, you're going to hear a soft click... As the mechanism activates. Solonar will now go to the uh, Red Dragon Priest's staff, which I presume is still there. It is. And he's going to try to figure out how to open that case. All right. What are you going to go for? Um, I think what he's going to do is this is another one where there's like a seam right at the kind of at the base of the glass. Or is it like a cabinet? 
No, it's going to be like a seam okay. at the base of the glass. He's going to he's going to check that seam at the base of the glass and he's going to use his uh thieves tools mm-hmm. to give him a little bit more visibility as he's mm-hmm. checking around it. Um okay. because mm-hmm. the thieves tools he spilled were but one of three sets he came with tonight. Always be prepared. That is a 25 for investigation. So you're going to be able to see that it looks like the dragon staff is resting on a pressure plate that is going to be hooked up to some kind of mechanism within the room. You suspect traps. There's also going to be, as I said before, the anti-magic field is still active, as well as... Some kind of, like, full series of mechanisms are set to activate if something is triggered within this case. Okay, so Solonar would need to either deactivate or fool the uh, other pressure plates in the case around the staff. Theoretically. Oh, boy got this i think what solinar is gonna do is he's gonna go back to the door because first assumption is that the door is going to try to slam shut and he's like i can i can dodge other things but i can't if i can't get out of the room that's kind of its own problem so he's going to find a space actually let me investigate the door that is a 13 to investigate the door it appears that the door has a mechanism that will seal it shut the second that something is messed up in this room. Solonar wants to take his crowbar and wedge it into that mechanism. All right, roll. Never mind. Wisdom, I get. It's a nat 20. All right. <laughs> you take your crowbar and you power slam it into the mechanism. You hear a small grind and see a spark. But it does appear that you have effectively disarmed it. Solonar goes, grabs the staff, and is going to, in one motion, grab the staff, turn, and start running full speed for the door. The mechanism for the door does not activate. However, you are going to see a small, a soft purple gas begin to feed up through the vents. I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. You also notice, as this gas is activating... All of the other glass stands with the other artifacts begin quickly sinking into the floor. Like, mechanically, not like the floor is suddenly quicksand, but like, there is a mechanism to hide them in the floor. Uh, how, how quickly does this gas take effect? With a four. So, on a failed save, this gas will render you unconscious. You got this. <laughs> you get just to the door reaching for it when your body gives out and you fall, the staff clattering away from you and skidding across the floor and you landing face first on the ground.
Good evening. I have been told that I should thank all of our patrons, which give us our dark and powerful energies. I would like to extend our thank yous to Andrew Lay, Caribou Puppy, Dorothy, Haley Dennis, Sarah Lavender, and Stephen W. I wish you only the spookiest of times, and be sure to eat your vegetables. I swear, Koga is feigning dead for one minute. (laughs) Everything goes to hell. (laughs) 